being a leader is not about how you can take whatever thing it is that you're doing to the finish line. It's how you can empower everybody else to support that cause and get us to the finish line. Are you experiencing lack of mentorship and might not want to ask because you don't want to look incompetent? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans Season 3. Each week, we interview senior leaders to uncover the inner workings of being a strategic leader and how they curate a corporate coaching culture. We debunk some common misconceptions by exploring their failures and successes as imperfect humans. This weekly mentorship will help you with tactics to play the game, navigate the politics, and think strategically. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here's your host, award-winning coach, Kyle Kalu. Oh my goodness, what a what an intro, eh? Glad like I mean, it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it just about what's out there. So everyone, before we meet Glenn, let me just do a quick little intro. So I'm really, really, really excited to have Glenn with us today um, for a couple of reasons, and we're going to get into it in a moment here. But just a few things that I think a lot of people may or may not know, because if you're not from that circle in property management, you may not know. But Glenn Mangling is um, the president of First Service Residential Alberta. We're in more than for more than 15 years of property management experience. He's really kind of got under his belt. Glenn oversees First Service Alberta team who delivers service and solutions to more than 300 managed communities in Alberta. And if you want to break that down, that's over about 25,000 homes. Um, that is a lot, Glenn, for you to be able to kind of stay up at night. Maybe I don't know how you sleep, but we'll get into that. Uh, Glenn's a servant leader with the philosophy that his purpose is to serve those he's responsible to or for, whether it's at um, for the homes or professionally, right, as a, as a whole. Glenn um, also would tell you, for those people um, may know him, will know that he's more for his people and his teams, right? He works for them and uh, it's not the other way around, which I love, especially those who follow from a servant leadership perspective. And so I like that mindset, Glenn, when you kind of get into it. And so I'm curious of all the things you could have done, why this gig? How did that happen? Yeah, great question, Kyle. And I guess first and foremost, just, you know, appreciate you and having me on your podcast and, and certainly excited to be here. Um, you know, it wasn't like I, you know, went to college and said, what's the, you know, uh, uh, undergrad or, or what's the, the courses that I need to take to be a property manager. Right. I think mm. many of the peers that I have, uh, many of the team members that I have, I think would say the same thing. You know, mm. we kind of just fallen into this by accident. Mm -hmm. uh, but in that accident, I kind of look at it as, you know, things happen for a reason. Okay. Um, you know, I came from a year where, you know, I needed to find the job and it was during that time where you still find uh, employment on a newspaper. Okay. I, 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 I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it wasn't you know googling this or or, or on or feed or LinkedIn, none of that stuff. You know, no. Where you have the opportunities, and there was um there was a position for a resident manager, mm. for, uh, for a mid-rise building here in Calgary. Okay. And, uh, it was great on paper. You get to live for free. You get to work from home. 
um, you know, at the time, you know, the, the money was good for a bachelor like myself, mm -hmm. right. Uh, you know, right kind of downtown core uh, mm. of, of Calgary. And uh, it kind of did all of like all of the responsibilities itself kind of fit what I did naturally take ownership, okay. be proud of what I do, mm -hmm. talk to people, be personal and serve people. So, you know, I started in this industry by accident as a resident manager for yeah. a mid rise uh, building. And uh, here I am today. Do they still do that? Because I remember, actually remember that. I, I think growing up, a buddy of mine, he was in these apartments and the, uh, I think they call them super at the time, you know, and uh, they were, they lived in the building. And so they were, that's where they were. Like, wasn't that like difficult? Because they knew where you lived and like, there's no office hours, is there? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a 365 day job for sure. Whoa. Uh, you know, it's uh in the role that I that I that I filled, and, and yes, it still happens to, today, Kyle. Clearly, mm -hmm. um, kind of multifamily apartment space. You know, oh, okay. Kind of the the thirty to hundred unit type, three okay. to five level building. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like they made it easier from your day of three hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, but they, you know, they did everything right. Like yeah. you wore multiple hats. Um, you were the maintenance guy. You cleaned a little bit. You collected mm -hmm. rent. You showed suites. Mm -hmm. um, you were the after hours person, um, you know, you did all of that stuff. And I think mm -hmm. those that really have succeeded and have advanced themselves from kind of that beginning mm -hmm. are those that really kind of value the ownership and the rewarding feeling that you right. know that you're doing somebody something for somebody's most important thing, which was their home. Their home. Um, so, you know, a lot of the peers that I have that are, you know, that have kind of advanced and have kind of taken the same as I have, mm -hmm. I think there is that in knowing that what right. we do it takes cares of people's homes so yeah there's like this there's like this end game to it and i think that i appreciate you you saying that you know glenn because i want to talk a little bit about that journey from that into the leaderships as a senior leader you are right now and i think a lot of times people don't remember that we've started somewhere like it's just you don't just get out of school and boom you become the president the ceo a senior executive right there's there's usually this this path that kind of happens along the way and i and i think that's when we talk about on our podcast of inspired action for imperfect humans is that there's none of us that's perfect. There is no perfect line, you know, getting to where we are. And I think that's for our listeners and people who are watching as well, just to understand a little bit about how we got there. So you did this 365 where you had to learn how to multitask, reprioritize, be everything, right? Between the leader to doing it yourself and to this role. Like what has that journey, would you say, um, in your leadership um, has been like for you? If you could kind of summarize that. Yeah, you know, um, in the beginning, you know, and I'll even take this a little, you know, a couple of steps back prior to getting into this profession. I, I played okay. competitive sports. Mm -hmm. I played competitive mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. And, too, you, know, and you know. Not competitive. I, not competitive. Just <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm definitely not competitive anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> okay. But at the time, it was, you know, the leader to me was you were the best at something. Mm -hmm. You were the expert at something. Mm -hmm. You were the one that gave the instructions. And it was a right. lot about you, my mm -hmm. mind. It's a lot about me. Um, you know, it also came from a, a, a cultural place and, and, and kind of a personal place in terms of how I viewed leadership at the time was, you know, like 
culturally and, and from the larger family that I have. I'm, I'm, I'm a sibling, nine of us. But Whoa. tenure is always important. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's a, right? yeah. There's a role, so that, yeah. That, that hierarchy based on tenure and age mm -hmm. was, you know, kind of when I first started my journey, I said, mm -hmm. you got to be the best at something. Yeah. you got to yeah. be the expert. And you got to be yeah. the oldest. Mm. Right? So that was kind of the beginning. Yeah. And as things started to progress and you start to mature and you start to experience you quickly I quickly realized that you know from uh from being a leader is not about how you can take whatever thing it is that you're doing to the finish line it's how you can empower everybody else to support that cause and get us to the finish line so it became right. very I to we and it also became very clear that the wisest and the smartest didn't come from age. Mm -hmm. It came from experience. And yeah. sometimes experiences outweigh the importance of yeah. age itself. Yeah. And yeah. vice versa. I mean, yeah. I think there's um, always been, uh, again, that, um, you know, importance around you know, the older you are, the wiser you are, the leader that you are. <laughs> right. As the journey progressed, it's been about what kind of experiences have you had? How mm. have you learned? How have mm. you helped empower others? How did you contribute in solving a problem for somebody else? How were you able to serve that person or that thing without you being in the front instead right. of being from the back? Right. Uh, Glenn, listen, I mean, I know we don't have a lot of time. And I think we said that before is that the whole concept of leadership is so much right that we obviously can't, um, you know, unpack all of it. You know, you said some other stuff too that I think, you know, North Americans, they may not fully grasp, which is these cultural things, right? Things that I thought was, you know, um, just our culture realize it's everyone else's culture outside of North America for whatever reason. Right. And so there's some cultural pieces because yes your your background uh, plays a role into it and, and so i get what you mean by that being the first son being the first <laughs> grandson like there there is a hierarchy of all these things that's expected and i don't know about you but no one sat me down and said okay you got to lead this <laughs> this is what it looks like right and so you figure it out and i like how you were able to make that transition between recognizing you know it moves from because there's a few leaders still to this day have the mindset of 1812 that says I have to be the one to do it I have to come up with great ideas I have to be the expert and that's actually not true and, and that's kind of what you said is is how do I move a collective group right to a certain vision and so with that there's got to be some failures along the way like if you could highlight what were some of the failures you could say that you kind of figured out or <laughs> learned along that journey yeah I got I got two very distinct uh, one is going to go back to kind of my um, days of playing competitive basketball. I played okay. junior college. I played university. And my yeah. mind, I'm going to be a pro player. Yeah. And I'm thinking point guard. I'm thinking yes, you. Point guard. Yeah, yeah, I knew you would be. I knew you'd I be. Played okay. for, I played for the University of Manitoba, and I played for yeah. Saint a couple of years. There you go. You and, uh, you know, it's 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 knowing that that basketball competitiveness journey was more than just the athletics exactly just everything else mm -hmm. and so failing in you know completing my four-year or my five-year yeah. uh journey with that uh, uh time at U, U of M and, and, and say 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think that failure for me allowed me to realize that there was something else out there for me. Mm. And 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 at the time, all I knew was basketball. All I envisioned yeah. was this is how I'm going to pay my bills, and this is how I'm going to raise right. my family. And if right. I hadn't failed, if I hadn't advanced, I wouldn't be in the position that I've been today. I wouldn't have been coming off of that year looking for that job in that newspaper to say, how can I make ends meet now? Mm-hmm. How do I do this? Because I'm not playing basketball anymore. Right, right. That journey is kind of has, has, has ended. So, you know, I think that failure has taught me that look, things happen for a reason and just keep pressing, keep being mm-hmm. yourself and, and, and know that there might be a calling out there for you that might not be the original calling that you had aspired to. Yeah, the yeah. second failure I wanted to just kind of mention professionally, mm-hmm. and I don't want to come across, you know, overly confident in this. Right. I haven't had too many professional mistakes where I've been fired or on a performance plan or any yeah. of that kind of stuff. And, and, and I think if anything, like I think about my career, I've, I've advanced quite quickly mm-hmm. while it's been bottoms up resident manager, mm-hmm. property manager, operations manager, et cetera, et cetera. It's been fairly quickly. But what I've found is by not failing in those instances, mm-hmm. I had had that experience of failing. Mm-hmm. So when I'm failing now, it's like, yeah. oh, this sucks. <laughs> it hurts. And yeah, you're also yeah. expected and have this responsibility to lead while trying to learn this new experience. So the failure for me is not failing enough. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. Because um, I was just going to say to you, 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 you got lucked out because trust me, you need a good one or two firing to get that under your belt to, to hobble you to then say, you know what? Because there's some, there's, make no mistake. And I did this in a previous world I was in where, you know, and I'm looking forward because I'm speaking to someone from that same organization that's going to be coming up. And before I left that, I burnt some bridges. I deliberately, I know people tell you don't burn bridges because you never know, da, 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 which is for the most part, yes, is true. So please, those are listening, don't, I don't condone it. There's be strategic about the bridge you burn. Right. Um, but I, I did because I was just so fed up with the crappy leaders I was surrounded with. Because here's the thing, when employee starts complaining about leadership, they're not going to say, oh, besides Kyle, everyone else is, is horrible, right? But besides Kyle, they don't say, they just say the leadership here sucks. They blame the company, right? And there's all this other stuff that goes with it. And so there are times where I know I needed to be fired out of this place. Like I know, and besides the package is a lot better when you get fired, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's there, there's uh, there's moments where you just have to you know it's a good thing when you you get fired from this company because they're doing you a favor and so to your other point around these things sometimes will happen for a reason it sometimes it will allow you to get into that uh, however what I heard from you Glenn is that. You got an opportunity to learn that in your first failure side, right? As the plain competitive doing those sports, right? Because you know there are games you just don't win, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how good you were, no matter how set you guys were, no matter how organized, those things will happen. And I'm noticing a common pattern as I'm talking to a lot of these leaders here is that we seem to get up. People seem to get up and get back in line. It's not about, oh my God, I failed. This is done. I'm done. You know, six feet under, let me in, you know what I mean? You actually get up and you go back into it, which is what I can really appreciate. So I I would say to you, the silver lining you would say for all these failures would be what? If there was a silver lining. Yeah, I mean, you know, the silver lining for me is that you have another opportunity. You know, you you, you know that 
you know, that uh, the basketball journey didn't work out for me, I have another mm -hmm. opportunity to find a different calling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, while I had left, you know, a, a, a very highly respected organization where I've had a yeah. mentor that I just very much respected and appreciated, mm -hmm. I knew I had an opportunity to advance my career. You know, the silver lining and all of these lessons and these failures is that you have another chance Love to that. do it. Right. So I think that's a silver lining cup. Yeah, I really like that because isn't that really the truth? There's like, I, you know, I, I don't know if I read that somewhere. I like to think I made it up myself, but I know I didn't, which is, you know, an opportunity is never lost. It just goes to the next person. Right. And so what may not be your opportunity could have been someone else's. Right. Or maybe there's another opportunity for you elsewhere. And it's back to that mindset that we were just kind of alluding to about, you know, we think the plan was supposed to do the following. Right. And sometimes we can't even imagine the position we're in because you're like, I didn't even think about that. Like you said earlier, I didn't say I need to go to this leadership thing and I'm going to be property management and resident and be called on 365 yeah. days, you know, out of the year. So I really I like that. So what would you say, Glenn, that if you had to define success, I know there's many people out there probably way smarter than you and I, but you know, if you had to, you know, define success, what would you say that is for yeah, those who are merging leaders listening? You're, you're, you're already bang on. I'm not smart enough to define. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's too complicated. I'll say this, I'll say this. Um, yeah. In the past, I, I, I measured success quantitatively. Mm. It's about money. Yeah. More money I made, the more successful I, I was. Yeah. You know, and you, 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 you hear this from a lot of top of leaders, top coaches. Of course, yeah. You know, the, the expensive vacations and, mm -hmm. and the nicer clothes, and the, nicest, mm -hmm. the nicer cars, and the more direct reports that you have, the mm -hmm. bigger the P&L that you manage. All of those right. things are quantitative. I'm successful because, you know, I can measure it in numbers. Mm -hmm. I think now I measure success qualitatively. Mm. It's the level of engagement, yes. you know, with my customers, my, 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 my team. Mm -hmm. uh, more importantly, my home. I've got three beautiful daughters and, and a wife that just is absolutely the rock and I can be engaged and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation where I'm absolutely in the moment. That's success to me. Oh, um, and you know what's great about that, Glenn? Sorry to interrupt you on that, but you know what's great about that? Your daughters and your wife, I'm sure, does oh, they God. do not know you're the president. You know, and, 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 and yeah. you know, being able to... Um, feel the impact that you made by just listening to understand when somebody's yeah. going through a really rough time. Um, you know, having that impact on being able to guide or empower somebody and they've solved the problem mm -hmm. or have completed a major project and then you can just see it in their eyes how proud they are. You know, I think I measure, you know, my success and success, you know, generally in, in, mm -hmm. in, in ways that you can qualitatively know that you've increased engagement, you've earned trust, you've contributed and you've impacted you know, somebody's life in a very positive way. Um, so I think that's what I would say to that, that question. Again, not smart enough to actually define it. <laughs> Listen, if, if 
being smart means you know it all, then I don't want it, <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, you know, when I worked at McDonald's, uh, the one the, the founder, Ray Kroc, often says, you know, when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you've rotten. And so my main thing is just always about how do I stay green? And I, you know, I that really resonates with me about just being, you know, connected. And it's about engagement. You know, that's really is the legacy, right? Of did I matter to someone's development or, you know, their contribution to the organization, to themselves, right? To their teams and to their colleagues, because that's what you can, I would like to think wherever you go, that you could take that with you. Because what you can't take, and I, I don't know about you, but I've never seen, you know, a U-Haul at the back of a funeral car, you know, a hearse. I've never seen that because you can't take your stuff, right? You just have to take what you, you're able to do. So what would you say is a challenge right now in your leadership? Like, as you think about, you know, where you're trying to bring the organization, is there a challenge right now for you in leadership? I mean, look, there's, there's, there's always challenges that, that, that come up, whether it's, you know, managing, you know, your customers' expectations or, or managing, um, you know, your, your teams. Um, I think what continues to percolate up is maintaining the consistency of engagement with our team. Mm, love that. You, know, you, you started it off at the top, you know, um, our industry and property management, it's, 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 it's a tough industry. It's yeah. thankless. And, yeah. and you, you know, our, our, our team members that are providing that service, you know, the other side of that is a recipient of taking care of their homes. Right. And so when all you hear is complaints, this, this, mm -hmm. and that, and all of the good things that get kind of overshadowed, it mm -hmm. takes a toll on individuals. Yeah. So being able to continue to inspire and engage and articulate to the associates of what they do matters so much is so important. So I think that's going to be a never ending challenge. And, you know, our yeah. solution is to continue to be engaged and to continue to get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have a philosophy that bring your whole selves to work, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Yeah. And we do that so that when times get tough, you've established the relationship with your peers that you can get through with anybody else. Yeah. Okay. Glenn, we, we did a podcast on this. I actually, we had to do two two segments of it because it people were really engaged on that and my business partner christopher um feels very passionate about this said subject and i'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit by asking your your opinion on it what we often hear from a lot of leaders you know, and again, I'm, I'm going back to sometimes the mindset of 1812, and that seems to be the year I keep going back to, to tell you how ancient things are. Um, but uh, And they say, you know what, you need to check your emotions at the door. You, when you show up to work, you need to check your emotions at the door. Now, what I heard, and I'm giving you an opportunity to clarify it, what I'm hearing from you is that may not necessarily be check your emotions at the door. It means bring it all in because you are this human right that needs to come in so correct me if i'm wrong like what is your do you want them to check at the door or do you want them to bring it in yeah when i hear that that phrase i don't take it very literal mm -hmm. it's in my mind you're you're mindful of your emotions mm -hmm. you know you come in and you know where your mood is right uh, you know if you think of um a day where you know you've come from a very tough meeting the night before and if you feel like you've let things down or let people down you're gonna come in the office with you know you're frustrated 
you're like, oh, I just gave it my all and I, I right. blew that, whatever it was, right? So I don't take it so literal, but I ask that associate to say, check your mood and that mm-hmm. where are you? And, are you? Mm-hmm. and bring your whole self and say, this is where I'm at, Glenn. You know, I'm impatient. I'm frustrated. Why are you frustrated? Let's talk about it. And through that conversation, hopefully we can navigate your thought process in a little bit more of a productive state where then your behavior changes, your mood changes. Of course. As a result, your result, as a result, then results change. Yeah. So I don't take it literally, that phrase. And to clarify, yeah, I I, I absolutely Mm -hmm. uh, promote, encourage that everybody comes in here. um, And it it starts definitely at the leaders. Like our leaders have to cast that shadow and show that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That you come in and I'm super happy, and here are the reasons why I am. Yeah. And today I'm I'm upset. I'm disappointed because of this is what's happened. Let's warn. But again, the intent of that is when the really tough situations occur, right. you got to pilot it out with the guy next to you. You yeah. want to do it with the guy that you know that you've trusted and you've shared some vulnerabilities. And you know I can go to battle with all my family members because we went we've gone through hell and back. Gone through. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, and you, yeah, you're using an interesting word, and I don't see it a lot in leaders is vulnerability. You know what I mean? And you know, because I think some people sometimes feel they cannot be vulnerable to their team, right? And I'm going to ask you a question about you know creating a corporate um, uh, coaching culture in a second. And, and I'll, for those who are listening, I'll, I'll do a quick definition of that in a second. Um, but I think what's happening is that you know we are humans we're going to make mistakes like you you heard already today right like you've said is about you know i had failures i've learned from some of those things and you know i'm able to still take action which is going to that next level of what that looks like and sometimes people need to know from an engagement perspective that you're you're human right um there was a survey that came out where people and it's it's came came up a lot with um with the pandemic where people were saying um, I don't know, I'm putting these jobs back out and no people that we call to offer the job. I have a couple of clients who are like, we're calling them and they're not coming back. And here's what I've noticed. When we go through a pandemic or, you know, something like that, uh, you know, even a death in a family, we tend to start looking back and saying, reevaluate our own life. And some people are saying, why am I going back to that deadbeat job? Why am I going back to that culture? Why am I going? And that's really what it is. And it's always about the engagement. You know, we blame money sometimes by saying, well, they weren't even paying me good anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really about, I didn't feel engaged. The My leader didn't respect me. You know, he's up here, I'm down here, right? There's always this thing that kind of goes back. And so I've said to these new clients or even prospects, I said, I would say, check your culture. Like, what are you doing, you know? And so what I mean by that, for those who are listening, and I'm curious of your input on it, as well as, you know, more and more organizations have recognized the the value of building a corporate culture of coaching that offers employees at all levels, right? And that's kind of what you, you mentioned already, Glenn, right? And it's not just for the executives or the managers, it's the opportunity for everyone in the organization to grow their skills, enhance their value, and reach their professional goals. Because back in 1812, we only spent money on leaders. We only taught leaders. We only mention all these other things, right? And I know you'd be surprised to hear this, Glenn. A lot of the leaders I'm talking to, usually they're telling me that the issues with their team, not them. 
<laughs> right? The team is the issue. And it's interesting when I go and I do a facilitation with the team, they realize like, maybe I need to talk to you. I'm like, interesting, right? So because they can only do what, like you said, it, it has to start at that level. The leaders are not doing it. Then what does that look like? So I'm actually curious, you know, from your perspective, what is it that you guys are doing in your organization that will help curate that corporate um, coaching culture? Is there something that you guys do? Yeah, you know, I think um, our, our core values and, and similarly to all of our, you know, uh, competitors in other industries, um, you know, they're, they're, they're there to be able to guide us in the way that we interact and provide service and, and coach and we teach and all these things. I, I, what I really appreciate about First Service Residential is that our core values are very human core values. Like right there in the back, okay. our values. Yes. That screen. Yes. There's six of them. I, I like that you have it up. Because <laughs> usually I'll people name, have to look for it. <laughs> no, it's right there. I'll, yeah. I'll name a few. It's improve it. Yeah. It's aim high. It's build great relationships. It's mm -hmm. own. You know, you think about those things, and I think about those things, and I'm like, that's how I want my kids to be raised. Absolutely. I want my kids to own it, be accountable. You make a mistake, own up to it and fix it and solve the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them to continuously improve their experience, life, whatever it is. You know, I want them to aim high. I want them to shoot for the stars, right? right? So all of these things are very human and very personal. Yes. Yeah. Take that into the corporate world and you have a mindset of bring everything. Bring your whole self. That's a mm -hmm. recipe for engagement. Because yeah. folks are going to believe that this is the stuff that I do at home mm -hmm. and our corporation or company gives us permission to bring our whole selves yes and a leader that is vulnerable that can say hey look at that leader that leader doesn't have to be the smartest exactly. he's finding people that are smarter than him yeah. intentionally yeah yeah this yeah. is strategy this is ludicrous he's <laughs> crazy you know yeah. but it gives our associates that permission to say this is genuine this is real this is authentic and when times get tough I'm going to look back at this experience and say it's worth it for me to continue to stay here, although the industry is tough. Um, so, you know, I would say our core values are very personal. They're very human. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you, you mix that with, with the mindset of you can bring your whole self. And that's top, down, left. Right, right. No matter, everybody's expected to do it. It's not. Yeah. It's not just nice, fancy words on the wall. Which, uh, hey, a lot of people have. A lot of people have. And like I said, the work we do is when I say, "Tell me your vision." If I asked everyone in the organization the number one priority, would they know? And the moment they pause, that's the problem. Because if someone has to fish it out, then that's yeah. going to be a thing. And, and can I just, you know, it's interesting because when I first started yeah. first service four years ago and I yeah. saw that I had you know kind of, I, I was a bit skeptical I'm like oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's great it sounds good <laughs> yeah. and then you know as months went on mm -hmm. very quickly mm -hmm. I'm like some of these individuals really live these values because that's Absolutely. who they are and so then there was a population where you need to just allow them to realize that this is you you just Love gotta it. you just gotta get it out you gotta you gotta help them cultivate that this is who you are. You just need to be able to get that permission mm -hmm. to be genuine and that you have the value of improving it. You can aim high. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's astonishing to me because you're absolutely right. There's instances where there's pretty words and, 
you know, great marketing behind core values. Mm-hmm. And then there's that and people that actually live it because that's who they are as a person. And it's just mm-hmm. a matter of leadership to try to cultivate it from the rest of the folks. Yeah, because then it comes back to that whole self that you were talking about, right? Is if it's not about self, it's not a part of you and it's not real enough for you, then how can I bring it? You know what I mean? And so that's why I really like that piece around the whole self. Now, some leaders that are listening, and just as a final question for you today, Glenn, you know, as the, you know, we talk about the emerging senior leaders, these are leaders who want to bring their game to the next level, or maybe people who never thought of leadership and may think, you know, because there's some scary ones out there, right? And, uh, you know, I know you'd be surprised to hear about this, but maybe once upon a time in my life, earlier in my career, I might have been a shitty leader. I'm just going to put it out there. I might have been. I know you're surprised. I know you're surprised. <laughs> um, but I, that might have happened. And I think sometimes that's what people are exposed to. In my opinion, um, at least the ones I've been exposed to, is um, there's a lot of shitty leaders out there. And so for those who are emerging leaders who want to get to your level, right, want to start aspiring and plan out them for themselves, is there one thing that you can say, I would do this, right? Be mindful of this. This is what you should do day in, day out. What advice would you give that leader? And the head fake is this is the advice you would give your younger self. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 a that's a fantastic question. You know, if I if I was to say just one piece of advice, I and I, I say this to my team, um, you know, relentlessly is you establish a goal, have a target. That's important. You want to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. As soon as you establish that target, put all of your focus and be obsessed with the process. Mm-hmm. You know that every day there's going to be mundane stuff. There's going to be boring things that you have to do to get to that goal, but do it with intent. Mm -hmm. Embrace that. Love the boring stuff. Be patient. You know that it's, it's going to suck, Mm -hmm. but it's part of it. Mm -hmm. But if you have that mentality of just being obsessed with the process, Mm -hmm. the result is going to come. Yeah. How could it not? How can it not? Right. And and sometimes the result is not the initial result that you wanted. Mm -hmm but it might lead you to something else. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's back to trust the process, set a goal, set the target. As soon yeah. as you do it, leave it alone yeah. and just be relentless on the process. But I think sometimes, and that's great, and it's not a but, and I think the, the, the situation sometimes with that is that sometimes we get knocked off or what I say distracted, and then we no longer trust the process. We no longer aspire to that, right? Do you find that sometimes? It's like something happens, you're like, oh, I'm done, I'm out. Like yeah. we give up so easily. And, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, part of that process, because, you know, there might be, you know, the, the first series of things that need to happen, but you have to have a contingency plan. You have to have a plan B. Sometimes you can't write out those contingency plans and plan B until that situation actually occurs. You have to kind of navigate in different ways. Um, you know, I, I would say that part of the process is being disciplined. It's, yeah. It's hard. It's it yeah. really is difficult, right? It's knowing that this happened for a reason. Let's look into it. Let's understand that, hey, we got to adjust here. We got to make, you know, a different move here, but continue to move forward. You might mm. sometimes move sideways, of course. which is okay, but just yeah. don't move backwards. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's the piece where then you start to say, well, screw the process. Process yeah. isn't working. But <laughs> yeah. know that going sideways is better than, you know, taking that step backwards. Yeah, I really love that. My mom used to say to me, and I, I quote my mom a lot only because, you know, you know, she thought I wasn't listening. 
right? You know how that goes, right? You know, because if you don't do what she says, you're not listening. When I'm like, I heard you, doesn't mean I agree, but I heard you. And one of the things she was sometimes often say is, you know, sometimes you make the right decision, sometimes you have to make the decision right. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's that's sort of what you just mentioned about the sideways. There's times where you're like, okay, I really thought this is, but I'm still going to decide. I'm still going to keep moving, right? Yep. I'm still going to just, you know, keep that going. So thank you so much for that, Glenn. You know, you know, in summary, when I think about what we were talking about today is, you know, at the end of the day, you may be put into a situation and what do you do with that situation? How do you make the best out of that situation? Because if you're not mindful of your whole self and how you bring it into play and how do you engage with other people, then that could be your demise, right? And so the fact that you need to be able to show some vulnerability in your leadership, to know that success is just around the corner, success is learning from all of those little life lessons is really going to help someone be more strategic in their leadership and getting them to where they need to be. So Glenn, hopefully I summarized that okay. Um, but... Thank you so much for being here. Um, and folks who are listening, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe or download you know, our podcast. Share this with you know a friend, especially when we're talking about thinking about your own leadership and mentoring. Because I know for some leaders out there, you may not have the type of mentoring you wish you you, you could have. Um, but if you want, you know, you heard from Glenn. You know, he's all about bringing your whole self to it, which I, I that makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with you going back to your leader and. Let him know that he needs to step that up. He or she needs to step up that game because I think Glenn and I are going to change how leadership lead in this, in this world, not even country, in this world. Thank you so much. Uh, see you guys next week. There you have it. Thank you for listening. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So, if you love Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. Provide a rating, download, subscribe, and share us on your socials. New episodes every Tuesday. You've heard from us. Now, we want to hear from you. Keep the conversation going by joining our private Facebook group, Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans, or go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week next week on inspired action for imperfect humans you'll have to make some changes to that team and, and, and to me that's what uh, you know what leadership uh, really is, is is making those hard decisions and uh, and having a vision that people really want to follow